Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. Each week, we featured an empowered woman's vulnerable story because we believe it's important to have these conversations so that we can all learn and grow from one another. So stop for a minute and go subscribe to this channel to follow the journey and set yourself up for your weekly dose of inspiration. So I want to ask you, do you think you know the difference between mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation? Take a second and think about it. Do you? Or do you sort of think of them as all the same? So many people use these three interchangeably, but they each have their own important role. And let me tell you, if you're missing out on one of them, you could be holding yourself back from even more alignment and happiness. So today I am talking to Laura Sills, who is the Director of Operations at Ziva Meditation, What I love about her is that she was actually a meditation skeptic when she started her role at Ziva, but very quickly became the number one advocate and thinks that the entire world should be meditating every day. Now that's a message I can stand behind. So if you're someone who's been curious about mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, but you really don't know where to start, or if you feel like you don't have the time or you feel like you're super busy... By the end of this conversation, you're going to know exactly what to do, exactly where to go, and exactly how to learn how to start leveling up your life today. So let's do this. I'd love to hear about your journey and what life looked like for you prior to finding meditation. Life was a little tough. I mean, I was in a job that I really didn't enjoy. I had come off a really tough breakup, probably the toughest breakup of my life. And I was looking for some sort of sign. I tended to trust the universe in general that, you know, I would know when something was right. And I'd been on the job hunt for, I don't know, a year and a half or so, but didn't feel like it was worth taking the jump into something that I wasn't going to enjoy. And I was just on LinkedIn, like I always was, you know, pretty much all day, every day, just kind of waiting for the right thing to catch my attention. And I saw this company, Ziva, and was like, huh, I've never thought about meditation at all as one, a company, you know, where people actually teach it. And it's like a a larger thing Two, just health and wellness in general was not like a priority for me. I just was like, go, go, go typical New York City. And I went and saw my now boss, Emily, give like an introductory talk where she just talked a little bit about what Ziva is, what the type of meditation that she teaches is and all of that. And by the end of one hour was like, man, I would really love for her to hire me. But if she doesn't, I still am really curious about this thing. I like what have I got to lose at this point? I'm miserable. You know, I don't want to be medicated, work out a decent amount. Like it's like something is missing. When you say that that you're miserable, and you don't want to be medicated, was this something that was triggered from the breakup and not liking the job? Or was this something that you noticed was a pattern prior to that? Yeah, I've struggled with depression and anxiety my whole life. I mean, on and off medication from like middle school to high school, I went to three high schools in four years. So moving was really, really tough and really took a toll on my personality in general. I got really shy, really like introspective and 
where I grew up, I was a cheerleader. I was very like peppy and bubbly and outgoing. I just sort of always struggled with depression and anxiety, but didn't want to be, I don't know, I always sort of overcompensated and figured I could take care of it myself or, you know, it wasn't as serious as I thought. Never found a therapist or a psychiatrist that I really loved and moving made that really hard to connect with someone on a long-term basis. So I kind of danced between like having okay months and then it would be really down for a while. And yeah, the breakup definitely didn't help that. It was like an on and on again, off again thing for about 10 years. So he was all that I really knew. And he had moved yeah. up here to New York and I was like, okay, I'm set. I'm done. He struggled with addiction. So it, you know, it really, really took a toll on me mentally trying to protect him and ignoring myself as I'm sure anybody who has been related to or dated or known any kind of addict what kind of toll it takes on the people around them I just dove in did the best that I could but I didn't have the right tools and he didn't have the right tools to be able to survive that let alone thrive uh, in a city like New York what tools were you using at the time like what were your go-to before meditation for me it was self-medicating to be honest you know I, I I would say I never really drank super heavily I mean I would turn to it every once in a while smoked a little bit that became like a creative juice kind of thing for me I poured myself into work for me it was focusing on other things and distracting myself and really focusing on my career I felt like I was still accomplishing things you know I was searching for validation from my boss putting my worth in my salary um, I, I directly correlated my self-worth with what I was getting paid, what kind of recognition I was getting at work. Was I getting promoted? You know, was I moving up a ladder in some way and, and attaching so much of my expectations for myself onto my career? It was just the easiest distraction. But there was that little thing inside of you that felt empty. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned that you trusted the universe to initially reach out and see the LinkedIn. So what did that look like for you? For somebody who's very go, 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 salary, work, New York City, like, you know, really in the rat race. What did that come through as, as trusting your intuition? For me, it's usually when I can't stop thinking about something, you know, like when you're out and about and you're doing something else and it will like pop into your head at a random moment or when somebody will mention something, you know, that you're just like, oh, I was just thinking about that. That's so funny. Or, you know, little, little things like that that don't seem like a sign it just seems synchronistic or like a coincidence. I, you know, there there are no coincidences. I mean, nothing has illustrated that more for me than meditation. From the moment I saw Emily walk out, it was just sort of like, well, I'm meant to know this person. You know, that kind of thing of just like I was so drawn to what she had to say and so many things that she said. I was just like, yeah, I think that. And then, you know, she'd say something else and I'd be like, oh, my God, I didn't think that anybody else felt that way. Like, of course, yeah, that makes so much sense to me. And everything that she said was just like the universe was like, hey, if you haven't noticed, this is it. You know, like it was very, very obvious and, and blatant. And I was just like, all right, I, I hear you. Trust the universe. It's like it's guiding you. You're getting the message. It's there. Just take the leap and go mm -hmm. with it. Sometimes it's those leaps yeah. of faith where it's just like all of a sudden one opportunity leads to another and another. And you don't even know when you take that first jump where it's going to go. But it's it's so right. And I'm glad that I made that first leap. And I think one of the most valuable things that I've learned from meditating every day is how to hear that intuition and then mm -hmm. trust it and what kind of action to take on it and when to let go, you know, what to what to put your attention on so that everything else around it can can grow and, and work itself out the way that it needs to. There are so many skeptics out there. I feel like the word 
meditation, even just saying it, people are like, oh, no, I don't meditate. I can't do that. You know, like it just yeah. it can be a very loaded. So many misconceptions about it and, and confusion about like the different types. You know what I mean? There's mindfulness, there's meditation, and they're very different. And I don't think that most of America or the West in general really like understands the differences. I know that I didn't. For me, it was really nice going into both the job and meditation with absolute beginner's mind, which is like the number one thing that we tell people when they come to take any of our courses is just throw out everything you've ever heard about meditation, try to start fresh. Chances are it's different than what you think that it is. Um, and I think that that's a nice approach to just about everything. Go into it with a really open mind, beginner's mind, be willing to learn from whoever it is that's teaching you at the moment. And so I was really lucky to go into it with no expectations at all. And honestly was like, I want the job. If meditation works, great. That'll be icing on the cake. But like, I want to work for this size company. I want to work for this person. You know, I'm going to learn no matter what about business. And I was still so career focused. It was like, this is a good stepping stone. And if meditation happens to like make a big difference, then cool. Uh, this is not something I've ever done before. Sitting still with my eyes closed for 15 minutes felt a little like torture, but I was really intrigued you know she's got a very relaxing and calming voice I did like sleep really well that first week so that felt like an immediate benefit to me and then I took our in-person course shortly after that which is a little bit of an upgrade which I'm sure we'll get into some of the differences of that later got really emotional right away and there is with meditation in general uh, specifically like our style that we teach there is a little bit of a detox you know you have a lifetime of stress stored in your body that's got to go somewhere um, and with meditation that's relaxing your nervous system and creating order on a cellular level inside your body it's giving your body the ability to let go and release that stress so it looks different for everyone uh, for me it was tears and fatigue I was just crying and sleeping and crying and sleeping at this point did you know like was the any memories coming up for you like with those emotions or was it just purely the emotional detox that was coming through yeah your body is the perfect accountant you know every <laughs> single thing that you've ever eaten drank uh said felt all of it is in there so um I think one of the really nice things is that she gives you the freedom to not pay attention to what it is that's coming up and out. Um, because it's truthfully not important what it is. It's just better that it's out, mm -hmm. you know? And once it's out and you know that you're feeling it, it's already on its way out. So to try and analyze it is, I don't want to say a waste of time because it's certainly not with certain trauma. Like for sure, you should, you know, analyze what it is that you're feeling and why you're feeling it and how to let go and things like that. But when it's such a physical symptom, just release it. what it is. It's just <laughs> out, you know? Um, better out than in is like one of our slogans. Uh, and so I, it was really nice to have that permission of just don't think about it, just let it go and then move on. You're, you know, it's out. You don't have to think about why or when or how or who anymore. Just let it go and be grateful that it taught you a lesson. Be grateful that it was there and then be grateful that it's gone and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So it was nice to have that permission and that freedom to just let it go and uh she's very comforting in the fact of you know I was starting a brand new job and about four weeks in and was like hyperventilating and was like 
first of all, what have you done to me? Second of all, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that you <laughs> want to have confidence in me as the person who's coming in and being like, yes, I can run your company and I can grow your business. And here I am like in the fetal position on the floor, just like a crying mess. And she's like, you're exactly where I was. You're exactly where everybody else has been. Like you are right on schedule. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Let me know what you need. And you know, we'll get through it together. And it's like, who, who has a boss like that? You know, uh-huh. like who gets to have that kind of support and genuine connection and just like acknowledgement of your humanness in a way that's like, do what you got to do. It's, different for you than it was for me but in some ways it's so much the same that I'm here I understand what you're going through and you're gonna get through it I've seen thousands of other people get through it you're gonna get through it and we'll be great on the other side and that was so important for me and I think a piece of what had been missing so much in the past of grieving a relationship grieving a friend you know a loved one any of that it's so much just get through it and get to the other side rather than no feel it like it's it's here for a reason feel it and then when you're ready you'll get through it and she was so patient and so understanding if only we were all a little bit more understanding and compassionate we all could hold space for the people around us ourselves or others it would make such a big difference so into the ziva technique i absolutely love how graceful Emily is with introducing meditation, really making it relatable to anybody who is very busy, who is, you know, high performance achievers, who might be skeptical and just be like, I don't really have the time for that. I find like her Mm -hmm. approach is just so, it makes you just sort of like, you know, want to say, okay, I think I can do it. Yeah. Accessibility is one of our like absolute pillars. And I think what sets us apart from so many other companies is just taking these really complex and ancient pieces of wisdom, these like universal truths that some people discover through religion, through philosophy, you know, through all these different avenues, these really universal truths that we all in some way, shape or form come to understand eventually, but it's putting them into this like really wonderfully packaged, fun, entertaining, simple, elegant, here you go. It's, it's this simple of sitting down twice a day and closing your eyes and thinking this thing and it's going to change your life. And the, the simplicity of that is crazy. So the foundation of it, it's mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation, correct? It's like a trifecta yep. of the basis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, can you maybe explain a little bit with those three, like how the process works? I mean, we used to teach just the meditation portion. Um, that was what she like was trained in. And, and that was what originally Ziva was, was uh, we had an online course and a live course and they were teaching just the meditation portion. There weren't a lot of people teaching all three. So people having to get different pieces of different from all these different places, it just became very overwhelming. And so we decided to sort of shift. We came up with the Ziva technique uh, and decided to do all three because Mindfulness is what all of those apps are, you know, the guided stuff and things like that. And it's, it's really wonderful for bringing your awareness into the right now. So like a quick fix, if you're in a panic, in a really high stress situation, um, mindfulness, you know, sort of grounds you and brings you into the present moment. And, and she calls it the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment, which is beautiful and wonderful and so necessary. And then meditation is getting rid of all of your stress from the past. That's really going in and cleaning house of, you know, your like a cellular level, 
getting rid of all the stress that you've been holding on to and manifesting our the Ziva definition of it is just consciously creating a life that you love with the trifecta of all three. It's really dealing with the past, the present and the future, which feels really well-rounded holistic and, and one, one practice that you can do that encompasses all three so that you don't need to be dependent on your phone when you're having a panic attack. You can just sit down and do it yourself. You know, you can sit quietly in the morning and deal with that thing that happened when you were five years old. Through meditation, like when you're really connecting to just the, the source, like just the source of everything. It's such a powerful time to manifest and to call into your life the things that you want. It's just a really wonderful time to do all three. You know, mindfulness in the beginning really gets you into the room and into your body and able to give yourself permission to sit quietly for 15 to 20 minutes and just be. And then you're just doing your thing and cleaning house and getting rid of all your old stress. And then once you're really in that wonderful, like grounded place, talking to the universe and being like, this is what I want. You know, this is why I want it. And then letting the universe hand that to you. So there's two different ways doing and trying to go out there and being busy and trying to make it happen, which I mean, your life is a perfect example prior to finding this, like the busyness of New York City, the hamster wheel, the go, 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 <clears throat> or kind of sitting back, creating space and being. And when you're in that realm of things, life seems to happen and flow easy. It's almost like a, it's a totally different state. And it's a lot of fun when you can get there. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. Since you started manifesting or me meditating, what is the biggest, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened moment for you? I think it's a culmination of a lot of little moments. I think for me in New York specifically, coming off of that breakup, like really retreated, became really like reclusive and dove into work, but uh, just like shied away from everything. Eight to 10 months into the job, I think once I started to really feel comfortable in the job and, and like I was grounded and, and had gotten through all of that like detoxing process and, and really started to understand what was changing, I would walk outside and people would smile at me rather than me just like not making eye contact. You know what I mean? I think one of the biggest things that, that really shook me was I was in the back of a cab on the way home and I got in the car and in New York, it's really like Uber drivers and cab drivers, like most of the time they don't talk to you. You know what I mean? Sometimes they do, but it's very rare versus when I go to other cities and the drivers always want to have a conversation. In New York, it's really like, hey, where are you headed? Cool. And then silence for, you know, a 15 minute drive and the back of a cab and the guy sort of started a conversation, but I could tell. He was just sort of having a rough day and, you know, like asked me what I did. And I started talking about Ziva a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, I work for a company that teaches meditation. He was like, oh, and he got super curious about it. And so we started talking about Ziva and, you know, what it's been like for me and told it to my apartment. And he was like, you know, I just have to thank you. I was in a really terrible mood before you got in a car. I'd had a really tough day and just your positive spirit and your energy and just like your outlook on everything. Like you just really turned my day around and I just really feel your positivity. And I was like, me? <laughs> like no one has ever said positive energy. Like that was just such a complete 180 from how I felt like one, I would describe myself, but two, other people would have previously described me and to just be labeled as someone with positive energy was just mind blowing to me. And I got out of the car and was like, I feel like a new person. I really do feel like a new person. And, and like I wake up in the morning and it's not always a struggle to get out of bed. It's not always a struggle to get dressed and go do something like I'm excited to get up and go outside and explore 
this incredible city that I live in that I had been hiding in for two years. And so the culmination of a lot of those little things, just having those interactions with other humans that are just so much more positive and synchronistic and just happy. Those little moments that make life sweet. Yeah, I I don't think that I've ever felt this healthy mentally Mm -hmm. since I was a kid, like a young kid. Yeah. No, it's, it's just pretty crazy how different it is. And I think what was important for me to hear was the science behind why it's working. You know, I'm, I'm someone that's always needed proof and facts and a little more than just like, oh, this worked for somebody else. So maybe it'll work for you kind of thing. And meditating can actually produce serotonin and dopamine in your brain. And I was like, oh, as a depressed person, those are the chemicals that I'm missing. You're telling me that I can sit quietly in my bed and produce those chemicals in my own brain. Like I no, I don't believe you at all for somebody who like, you know, waking up in the morning and getting out of bed is tough to be like, well, you can sit up and make yourself feel better without having to go anywhere. You don't have to put clothes on. You don't have to interact with anybody else. That was like, I just, I, that can't be real. How have I gone this long without knowing that that's an option? I'm sitting down every day and closing my eyes and, and fixing my own brain and changing my own brain chemically is just the the greatest gift I've ever been given. It's cool to have your perspective because I you can hear how you're like more business and go 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 and you know you need yeah. the facts and and there's so many people out there who have that mindset so it's cool to get your perspective with what you've been through and how meditation's changed you. Yeah, that's the really hard part is you know the type A folks are like, "Oh, I don't need it. I'm already productive enough." And it's like, "What if you could be more productive?" Like you you just <laughs> never know or it'll fix a hundred other things, you know, like for me, it's changed the way that I eat, you know, like just the general mindfulness of other things. Like it's just led into so many other aspects of what I care about and what I prioritize and how I use my type A to my advantage. You know, I'm just using it in a different way now and it doesn't control me and it doesn't control the story in my head anymore. So for those people listening, um, and that are curious, how uh, how long are you meditating? How long are your meditation practices? Practice is 15 minutes twice a day. Very short, relatively. It's like, okay, in 20 minutes, think of how, how much time we spend even mindlessly scrolling on our phones, looking at Instagram oh, yeah. or Facebook or, you know, how the hours go by. Yeah. It's really not a lot. No, it's not. People think that it is. Uh, you know, people always say, like, I don't have time. And it's like, Look at the screen time on your phone. How much time in the past two days have you spent on Facebook or Instagram or whatever? Like you do have the time. And this Um, is the paradox with it because people say I don't have time, but you actually gain time and space when you meditate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The return on investment of like the my ability to be productive for like a solid eight hours a day has never been better. You know, like I get I easily get a few extra hours out of my productivity from sitting down and meditating because I feel so much better afterwards, especially in the afternoon, you know, when it's like that two or three o'clock slump where you're going to wander and shop a little bit online. You're going to ignore your job. You know, you're going to scroll on Instagram, whatever that is. Normally go for a coffee break. (laughs) Exactly. And like, you know, you have to have caffeine to get through the last few hours of your day and you're not super productive anyways. I sit down and meditate and I'll go for an extra three to four hours. I mean, it's definitely, it's, definitely worth it. It's just a matter of trying it with an open mind. And you know what I really liked with with Ziva is that it's very graceful in the way that it introduces it. Can you go in a little bit deeper 
as to how the Ziva technique would be different from some of the other techniques? I mean, the number one thing is that we're teaching all three. I don't know of any other company that's teaching or any other teacher really is teaching mindfulness, meditation and manifesting. You usually have to get those from separate folks. Uh, I think the accessibility piece is, is another thing that really um, sets us apart. You know, I, we put a ton of time and effort into like our customer journey, our customer experience, uh, our membership site, and, and the way that the tools are accessed. So we build up slowly to that full 15 minutes twice a day in our online course. We have Facebook group for every course. You get that extra private support and access to Emily. Emily's in there every single day answering questions. So that continued support and our thousands of meditators that have been in there as well that have gone through the same thing and are you know the first ones to jump in and answer questions and be like oh I experienced the exact same thing or it was the total opposite for me but I know this person and it was the exact same for them and that sense of community is not often one experienced in those apps that some of them it's, it's a competition nobody cares if you're a good meditator they really don't they just care how you perform at life having that attitude going into it of just this is to make your life better. You know, you may not even always enjoy the meditation, not about enjoying the meditation. It's about enjoying your life when your eyes are open and you're in your conscious moments. You know, this is a this practice that's meant for busy people, meant to be fit into your schedule. Some days I wake up and get out of bed and exercise and then get back in bed and meditate. Sometimes I do it before I exercise. Sometimes I'm in a rush to get out the door and I do it on the subway on my way into work. Having that tool where I can do it literally anywhere at any time. If you can think a thought, you can meditate. And that's such a freeing I don't need my phone. I don't need headphones. I don't need somebody else's voice in my head. I just need myself and a place to sit. With Siva, it's an online platform program to introduce you to the meditation. And then after that, are you equipped with the tools to be able to go do it on your own? Our online course is 15 days. And after that 15 days, you're also completely self-sufficient, graded to uh, what we call the advanced technique and um, can go up to 30 minutes twice a day. And when I did that, it was like life just went into overdrive. Like I started, things just started happening very quickly. The level in which I was taking in information and my like hunger for knowledge grew again, my creativity came back in a really, really intense and wonderful way. I went to school for photography and I hadn't really picked up a camera a lot in the last few years and just wasn't feeling super inspired. And now it's like maybe twice a week, I'm out wandering around New York, just taking pictures again. And so that like that layer of creativity really, um, Oh yeah. Like it hasn't in, I don't know, maybe since I was like 15 or 16, which is incredible. Often asked just because I love meditation. I do different styles and different things and people don't know where to start. It's like, where do I go? Where can I start? What can I do? So this is really nice for anybody curious where you're like, I've never meditated, but I want to try a really good digestible way of stepping into it. Like it's not mm-hmm. like it's too overwhelming. I mean, I've spoken on the podcast about Vipassana and that technique. I mean, you, it gets you to this similar place. It's the same place, but that it's, it's incredible. I love my Vipassana, but it's 10 days of silent meditation yeah. and it's like 11 hours of sitting and it's a different way of getting there, but it is a more challenging way, you know, and, yeah. and there's just different, te- there's so many different techniques and different play- ways of getting there. But I like how digestible this one is. So it's really important to us that it's, that it's for the masses, you know, that she can teach athletes and 
Oscar winners and Grammy winners, but it can also be for 22 year old college student that's just like overwhelmed with life or a stay at home mom who just wants to be more present with her kids or, uh, you know, literally anyone like it's just made for anyone and everyone. And I I've seen it work for every different type of person, which I think is is rare that something speaks to so many different types of people. I don't know of a lot of things that that can do that, especially in this day and age and climate everybody was meditating and had more compassion for themselves and more compassion for the other people in their lives and strangers i just think that the world would really be a nicer better place i absolutely agree with you besides meditation what are maybe three other self-care practices that you incorporate into your life to have more balance Ooh, good question. I really love to exercise. Um, I'm a big fan of yoga, but I'm blessed to live in a place like New York City where I can have class pass and go to all different types of classes. Two, I would say is photography. For me, that is self-care to be able to access that inspiration and creativity and challenge myself and push myself and, and continue to learn. I'm just wandering around like I you know I love New York there's still so much of the city that I haven't seen but so much of it that's nostalgic and so much of it that's still like a mystery and so much of it that just inspires me like just walking around and seeing what other people are doing really puts me in a, a grounded space and three I would say is skincare routine I love like I love coming home and washing my face and doing a face mask and just feeling like beautiful and clean and, you know, putting good products onto my skin that I know are good for me and good for the environment and, you know, like not harmful. I think there's something to be said for like putting that attention on yourself and and what that translates into your like self-worth and your self-love. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really hard to pay attention to those things when I was in my deepest, darkest places, you know, like getting up and washing your face is a huge chore. One, I mean, meditation just like generally makes everything look better. Like I, I really don't have like bags under my eyes. My skin is improved. My hair is improved. My nails got stronger. It was one of the weirdest benefits of meditation, but my nails are wonderfully healthy uh and i don't have anything else to attribute that to <laughs> other than meditation um but so, it makes sense know. the the you know like meditation oh, yeah. with cortisol you know like the stress what it can do to your body we know like stress is like stress kills period yeah. so you get rid yeah. of that you take care of that all of a sudden you get the the side effects of the beauty it's been really surprising and wonderful for me really like checking in with myself and being like no i need to i need to rest um i think one of the greatest lessons that uh, that Emily has taught me is is to prioritize rest just as much as you prioritize work and really being able to listen to my body and, and when I'm reaching my limits and be like, no, I, I need to rest. Well, thank you so much for coming in and explaining a little bit about the Ziva technique and sharing your story. It was such a pleasure to dive into this and, and it really has sparked my curiosity. I'm going to stick with it and see, you know, because I, I love experimenting with different techniques and just seeing what works and how it goes. So yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I uh, I love that. I think if you can survive a Vipassana, this will be uh, easiest easiest pie for you. I've done two and a half, so I've gone back. I'm like, I, yeah. but yeah, so it's not, yeah, it's, uh, but it is sort of feels like survival when you go through it, so. <laughs> I would love to try it one day. Emily's uh, Emily's done one or two and, and really had a good experience too, so I, I would love to do one one day, but right now I'm just sort of a Ziva purist. Uh, yes. I've never tried Really well, can, much 
doesn't just work so well. So and I and I can see that like when you find something that you are like, oh my gosh, this works, and you know the truth of what it is. It's just like you want to sing it from the rooftops. You're like, oh my gosh, I want my friends, I want my family, I want strangers, I want everyone. Just please come and try this because you know the benefits. It's hard because there is such a stigma around it. It's hard to get people interested. You know, it's it's something that we teach our graduates a lot on the way out is, is how to talk about it with your friends. Because almost always there's someone in your life that comes to mind that you're like, oh, they need this. But you can't force it on someone. They really have to want to do it. And so it's, it's really just about leading by example. And, you know, people yeah. will be like, a couple months in, it's usually, you know, somebody will be like, did you get your hair cut? And it's like, nope. And it's like, oh, what did you, what did you do? Are you wearing something new? And it's like, nope, I'm meditating. And people are like, oh. And it's either like, that's it. They're like, oh, cool. Or it's like, oh, tell me more. Like, I have to hear about that. And once you gauge that interest, um, it's really wonderful to, to be able to spread it. But I, I've unfortunately learned the hard way that you can't force it on people. No, you want. can't. The minute you try to force it, it's yeah. like the resistance is just like wall up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a minute to get it back. But I would say half my family is doing it. So um, I'll take that as a win for now that uh, mom is doing it. One of my brothers is doing it. And everybody else has sort of expressed interest. I'm just like gauging my aging my time. <laughs> well, if you're listening and if you're interested, we're going to have all of the contact info for Ziva in the show notes. So go check it out. And yeah, meditation, guys. I'm 100% like a firm believer. It can change our world. So thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, there you have it. What did you think? I'm going to have all of Laura's contact and Ziva method contact in the show notes. So go take a look there to get more information about it. And they actually have a free trial for the first few days where you get introduced to meditation and you learn some of the important techniques that can sort of help guide you into and give you sort of a taste test of what the method is all about, which is amazing. Uh, Like I had mentioned, I am a huge advocate of meditation. Done Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent retreat. I've done Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is amazing. Um, but Ziva, I find, and what I really genuinely love about their technique is that it's so tangible and Emily has such a graceful way of sharing, you know, these universal truths and these often complicated methods or they, they can be loaded and felt complicated. She really has such, uh, easy to understand and grasp and bite and chew on way of teaching, which in turn, it really helps you go deep in the practice. So if you are curious, go check out the Ziva method. Your future self is going to be so, so, so incredibly grateful that you started today. Anyways, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you love this episode, don't forget to go and rate us. Let us know. Go to iTunes, give us a rating, and tell us what you love about this show. And also, if you haven't already, go subscribe because next week we have another incredible woman coming on to share her vulnerable story. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful. Beautiful.